It is Monday, the 26th of July, 2021, technically, even though this episode's not going to be online until 11 p.m., 17 hours late. Either way, you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, and uh, yeah, uh, putting this one on late, so you're going to get this on Tuesday morning. I could just put it online Tuesday morning, but eh, I'm just I'm going to throw it online, see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, today's episode, a little something special, a returning guest, one of our good, fr- uh, good friend of the show, the uh, president of wrestling, Phil Stamper. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk some AEW, uh, but before that happens, let's get a few uh, things of my own out of the way. I had um, I had a conversation. I don't want to say pleasant because eh, there was a comic book that I uh, one of the scripts that I was working on and tried to shop around a handful of years ago called Beta Testing, and um, I just happened to see the artist on Facebook Messenger earlier this evening. And, you know, I, I've i made an attempt or two to contact him before, um, and we just didn't connect. And I thought, he's online. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to see how he is. I'm going to see if he'd like to finish this book with me. Because we did like 10 sample pages, and they're really frigging good to this day. I still love these pages. Um and it's one of the projects that I I've wanted to revive. I didn't want to revive it without him. So I asked. He's not feeling well. We didn't really get into it, but it seems he's he's got a health issue. And uh but we talked for a little while and at the end of it, you know, he said he'd I said I'd love to do this book with you and uh, uh finish it and he said he was very interested in doing that. He's just not able to right now. So I think we're going to revisit it at some point when he's feeling better and, uh, and, and we'll do that book, which would be amazing because it's a good story and he is a terrific artist. Um, I don't know. What else can I, what else can I really tell you? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to see my dad later this week. I'm going to see my dad this week for the first time in like 18, 19 months since Christmas of 2019. So I am uh, excited about that. Um, It means that Chloe is going to spend a night without me. So she's going to get an extra big water bowl and she's going to get she's going to get extra food in her dish. And I'll... uh, I'll leave the bedroom door open for her. If she wants to sleep on the bed, she's more than welcome. Uh, And I'll probably get George to come over and check in on her. Because I don't want her to be completely alone for 24 hours. And I don't know. She might go insane if that happens. She hasn't been been alone for more than... uh, I would say five, six hours. Since I got her, it's probably the longest I've been away uh, out of the house, out of the apartment. So you know, I'm concerned. I, 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 I'm, I'm worried. The first time you leave, 
your kids alone. And ugh, I just referred to Chloe as my kid. Oh, man. That's something I swore I'd never do. Um, <laughs> uh, Paula Fletcher tweeted about me earlier today. She tweeted out a link to the uh, the episode we did last Monday, which uh, was uh, very cool. Um, uh, you know, I, I love when guests uh, not just retweet, but tweet. She wrote her own tweet or somebody on her staff wrote a tweet, which is fine. Either way, uh, I really enjoyed doing the Paula Fletcher episode, and uh, I want to do more stuff like that. Here's one of the uh, one of the weird things that I, I I think I may have mentioned this on the show. One of the weird things I'd like to explore in an episode of the podcast is uh, Canada's relationship to the Turks and Caicos Islands. Uh, it's uh, uh, Caribbean islands, Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, that for more than a century, the flirtation has been there that maybe they would join Canada. And I believe that this is a thing we should absolutely do. Oh my goodness. I believe it's a thing we should do. Uh, so I'd love to talk to Canadian government officials and Turks and Caicos government officials and find out why it's never happened. And, uh, and could it still happen? So, yeah. I'd love to do that. That's, I, I find that interesting. I, I hope it's the kind of thing you guys would find interesting too. I hope I can make it interesting for you as a listener. Um, so, yeah. I never did hear back from Mayor John Tory, which is a shame because I would love to inter- interview the mayor of Toronto. Uh, I'd also, I'd love to interview, uh, Premier Doug Ford and see how long I can hold out before I call him an asshole again. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, that's it. That's, uh, there's your preamble. We are going to, uh, hit the record scratch and then, oh, Chloe's tapping me on the leg. I gotta go, I gotta go pay attention to Chloe. Uh, (laughs) cause I am gonna abandon her this week a night uh, we're gonna hit the record scratch and we'll come back it'll be the president of wrestling phil stamper and ow out claws in my knee god damn you cat uh <laughs> when we come back we'll talk we'll talk all elite wrestling with phil stamper president of wrestling phil stamper how'd i sir how are things with you <laughs> Things are good. How, what about you? How are things uh, stateside? Uh, you dealing with well, anti-vaxxers? Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, always. Uh, I mean, I have a QAnon neighbor two doors down, so, you know. Oh, nice. I mean, I've been dealing with all of the anti-vaxxers into conspiracy shit since the beginning of it, so I'm not, I'm not, it's nothing new, but watching and seeing what's happening in other states across the country. Uh, so the reason I called you, the reason I called you, is because I needed... A cogent voice, a uh, a thinking man's perspective on the recent news that the recent rumors. Let's call it rumors right now, yeah. because it's professional wrestling, and until a thing is finished happening, you don't have proof that it's going to happen. It's Correct. not even. It's not even. Hey, those two guys are in the ring together. 
because they still might not have a match. It still could be a swerve. So, so with professional wrestling, wait until it's done and then say, hey, that happened. But the rumor mill is churning that both CM Punk and Brian Danielson, because we're not going to be calling them Daniel Bryan anymore, that CM Punk and Brian Danielson have already signed with AEW. Now, let's judge this at face value. Do you think either of these things is true? I mean, one, it's wrestling. I never trust anything anymore. Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, so, what do you think the odds are of either of these uh, things being true? Well, so here's what's throwing the wrinkle in it. Because Punk knows it, he's trolling everybody. Yeah. He's liked... Um, at one point, he blocked the WWE from his feed. Now it's unblocked. So he's liked both AEW and WWE. He's liked both Vince McMahon and Tony Khan in like the last couple of days. So it's a little like he knows it. He just knows that he's getting some attention. And he, if nothing else, he's a great attention whore. Yeah. So he's, he's playing the game. He wants everybody to know that he's playing the game too. So I'm kind of waiting myself to be like, what's it going to do here? <laughs> I myself, I, I don't know. I'm happy to speculate because it's fun. Uh, it can be fun. I haven't done a lot of speculating on uh, either of these guys in the last few, honestly, years. Like, I, I every time Punk's name has come up with, he should go here or he might go there. I, I've just I've waved it off. Yeah. And there's been no reason. But, now, now I think we're approaching, uh, we're approaching actual credibility with the rumors. So, see, I can't buy it. This is where my brain, this is where my brain has a big minute because wrestling. Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe absolutely nothing. I just don't. I, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not going to believe it. I, I. Until it happens, it, it, it ain't happened. <laughs> okay. But just... Because this was talked about, you know, since the very first... I can't remember what it was, when, it, when it was all in, or if it was the as AEW was getting started and that, you know, Punk gets a... Uh, that he got a text message asking if he would like to come work and thought... Like, he blew it off because he thought it was a joke and then got yeah. angry that they would have the audacity to message him over just a simple text message. Like, what? Yeah, well, and, like, and 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 okay. I I I've heard that same story, though. Uh, you know, I uh, part of part of what I heard was that um, they just you know just blah just barf out a text message to the guy, and uh, and did not offer him anywhere near what he thought he he considers himself worth financially. That that was part of it. They just thought that. He thought that the way, yeah, absolutely. He thought that the way that it was, uh, the whole thing was proposed to him was, was rude. And if we've learned anything about punk, if you're going to treat him in a manner any less than he feels he deserves as a person or as a performer, the answer is going to be no. So, uh, let's, Let's say that, let's just say for the sake of this conversation, that they have both been signed. Okay? Okay. And that it's just a matter of 
how they're going to be used, how they're when and where they're going to be debuted, how they're going to be used. Let's let's start with Danielson. What? No, actually, let's start with Punk. Let's start with Punk. How do you use Punk if you're Tony Khan and AEW? Well, first, I think if either one of them wants to wrestle for AEW, they're going to be wrestling yeah. for AEW. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have a doubt about that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, however, again, because of the high level of trolling, I feel like Punk will end up at AEW. He will tease that he's going to be in a match, but he's not going to be in a match, and he's going to be joining Big Show on commentary. Like it's <laughs> going to be a swerve that everybody doesn't see coming. Like it, it's going to. It, I don't know. Part of me is just like he's yeah he's going to be there, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the role that you think he's going to be in. Yeah. Okay. All right. I for one, I know how I would want to use it. I can't, I had a conversation with some some of the boys earlier uh, this evening, and um, somebody mentioned something, and it just lit a fire in uh, under like the the Booker in me. I would like CM Punk to come in and become the new leader of the Dark Order. Ooh. Yeah. Now, you know, here's my thinking: is the Dark Order? You start getting mentions of of the Exalted One, or you know, Uno is taking phone calls, and it's it's all kind of suspicious. But it's like, hey, never mind. Let's. What were we talking about? And you have them, you have the Dark Order in full force, uh, helping Adam Page defeat Kenny Omega to become the AEW champion. They're fighting off the elite and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the, they're there as Page becomes champ and, uh, they celebrate with him. But then, <laughs> they more or less turn on him. You have you have uh, the exalted one come out, big robe, the hood, everything. He comes down. It's time to pay. Uh, time to pay the piper for what we've done for you. However you want to go about it, but it's Punk, and they're demanding that he hand the title over to Punk. And you can get you can get you can get Adam Page versus you can get a build between Adam Page and the Dark Order. Turn the Dark Order heel again. Get rid of the fucking comedy. Like I mean, well, <laughs> what started this idea off was somebody saying a friend of mine saying, "Well, I guess uh, I guess there there's probably going to be some some kind of feud between Punk and Cabana, right?" I've seen that a couple times around too. Yeah. So you could have you could have him you could have the group murder page, murder cabana, leave leave everybody laying, and then you don't have to have Punk in a match for months as he fights the Dark Order leading up to a punk Adam Page title match at all in or in and out or whatever the fuck any of the fucking pay-per-views are called. <laughs> but you would eventually get to, you would spend some months building to 
um, you know, Paige running a gauntlet to get to him and CM Punk. And you spend time building that up on the show. The anticipation would be insane. And I think the Dark Order would be uh, would be great as a pure heel team again. It would it maybe it's time to refresh that group and and make make some tweaks in some of the characters. I mean that makes logic sense. Yeah, that's but why it'll this, never happen. This wrestling, what logic sense make wrestling do happen? <laughs> it's. That's why it'll never, ever happen, because it makes sense. <laughs> um, and Brian Danielson. I, to me, Danielson is going, if he goes there, he's going there for uh, the opportunity to wrestle new people. And the opportunity yeah. to make some stars and maybe slide into... A uh, a management position after a year or two. I think that I honestly think that there are bigger changes coming to AEW sooner than people think. On like changes in what respect? Like, what do you mean? I think that um, I think that in a year or so. There are in about a year, contracts are going to come due. Okay, that business mm-hmm. started with, I believe, a whole bunch of three-year contracts for people. And by people, I'm talking the top of the roster. Okay, like that first set of people that helped create all elite wrestling. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You get where I'm going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think all of the people that, you know, a Wikipedia page would call key people, I don't think all of them are going to be there when that first set of contracts comes due. That's fair. I don't think they're all going to be there, or if they're still there, they're going to be talent not office and i think a guy like brian danielson who or he's, he who has uh who, who uh, i think we all know took took some of the leadership behind the scenes at smackdown and by uh, by apparently was pretty damn good at it i think he could slide into one of those office positions and still uh, still be relevant as a performer now and again. Does that sound crazy? I mean, I, it it makes a lot of sense. But then you get a, I mean, then you're starting starting to talk about like what kind of position. Look how top heavy AEW is with their leadership that comes directly from the wrestling community. So yeah. you have the young bucks and Cody, in and Kenny all in senior leadership roles mm-hmm. at AEW, and you know. That isn't always necessary, you know. Good friends don't always make great business partners. Yeah. And so, at what point is that overload? And then, what exactly are they doing? Each component of them, or each one of them, to take a component of the ownership, not just like, okay, we're doing this big conglomeration. One of the things that AEW has struggled with, because yes, they have a bit of a heavy roster for what what they're also then 
producing. Oh yes. And yeah. at, at the same time, and, and you're, you're being, you're going ar- around what I think you're trying to say is that the caliber of that talent is not on par with maybe where they really should be at a level of competition that is comparable to a company like WWE. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I think, uh, the raw, ro- the roster is heavy. You're, you're absolutely right about that. And I think they're, uh, I think as, um, as live events and travel, uh, ramp up again, because we're, we're just at the beginning of the return to touring. But I think as, uh, as, 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 as those things ramp up and once Rampage, debuts i think that's the next that's the big milestone for uh for a reckoning on the roster is let's get a few months of rampage under our belts and decide how many of these people that we have under contract we really want to stick with who are we going to be featuring who do we have room for through the through the pandemic here's the here's no, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the, I was going to say, here's the fun part of that is today, um, it was announced that, um, so Rampage is, even though in, in the United States it's going to be more than likely on, uh, on YouTube, right now they're looking to bring Rampage to television in Canada and the UK. Um, there's also talks to air it in, and I'm quoting from 401 Mania, to air it in India, possibly live, Germany, Italy, France, and parts of Africa. As well as a monthly subscription service through uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Uh, I thought Rampage was going to be on TNT on Friday nights. Oh, you're you know what? My my brain is blending <laughs> all of like everything right now. Okay, um, so that is correct. But they're making that international deal too. So I thought you were I thought you were saying something different. I thought you were like it's not going. I yeah. I never mind. This translation misunderstood. We're all good. <laughs> no, what I'm saying I'm is fine. what I'm saying is they have they have uh, dynamite and they're about to have rampage. Like I mean, we're we are uh, three weeks away from rampage. Uh, mm-hmm. Two and a half two and a half weeks away from rampage. So um, I, I think that once they get a little bit of rampage under their belt, and you know, and and touring has uh, touring is back. Uh, you know, full time, and you know they're adding more cities instead of like I I think right now part of the plan is to like set up in a city for five five six days and do uh up to five six days and do Friday uh, do Wednesday and Friday and possibly Sunday. So they might be in one city, they might be in a couple of you know like with Texas you maybe you do a couple of different cities, but. Set up in one place, it cuts costs, and it, after you know how things are going with both programs, and then you've got dark and elevation on YouTube, um, maybe start taking a look at the roster and start thinking, okay, we're hemorrhaging, we're hemorrhaging money as far as the roster goes, and not everybody's on TV. Maybe we can start cutting a few people. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, I mean, one of the things we've seen over the last year, or year and a half, what you know, two years it's been, whatever, is uh, somebody comes in, they put on a 
a brilliant performance, and they end up signed. And, I mean, thank God for that kind of action. Thank God for that flexibility. You know, that's how we're getting primetime Eddie Kingston every week. And it's amazing. Um, but I don't know if it's sustainable to continue building up the roster and building up the roster. And now you have the possibility that you're going to add uh, Brian Danielson and CM Punk to that roster. As you add to the top, you might need to get rid of something in the middle or at the bottom. Yeah. So, um, so I just I I think that I think that Danielson Punk is Punk is is the sizzle. Danielson is the steak. You don't have to use Punk on a uh, you don't have to have Punk wrestling on a on a weekly basis. I think Punk comes in not too dissimilar to sting where he is on tv and he's he's yapping and then once a month once every couple of months you know you you have him in an actual match and i think with punk you're gonna get a you'll get a a higher quality match than you will out of how old is sting now 61 uh (laughs) you'll get a higher quality match but I don't know that he wants to be a full-time wrestler. Who knows? Right. Um, yeah. With Danielson, you're going to get more matches out of him than you would out of Punk, I think. I don't. I still don't know that he wants to be full-time. It, he probably wants to sow his wild oats and go to Japan and be able to do Mexico or, or you know, what. He wants to he wants to have his cake and eat it too, but I think that in the end, um, Brian Danielson is a longer term commodity for AEW because I think with uh, with his his knowledge and his affinity for the business, I think that he could easily slip into an office role at any point. Daniel Bryan opens up the AEW Performance Center. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that depends on whether uh, Dustin wants to stop uh, stop running because uh, I mean that's true. They have a school. There's yeah. the Nightmare Academy. Yeah. So I but don't know. Also, <laughs> but the Nightmare Academy is also right now, it's a big conglomeration of people who are just starting off all the way up to let's get them ready for television. Yeah. What if you split that out? And so Nightmare Factory is still focused on developing brand new talent, but then you have a caliber that is focused on, well, let's bring in these guys that are like, eh, they've been around for a minute, but they're not quite television ready. We need to focus on them and get them up to speed, like a master's class. Yeah. Level. But I, I wonder if, um, if you were going to do, if you're going to do that, would you wait for Brian Danielson to come in when you already have Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko and uh, and Arn Anderson uh, as coaches? Like, I mean, wouldn't I didn't those say that's guys? what I thought they would actually do? I'm just saying, like, hey, what would you do with them in an office? Yeah, well, I mean, for 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 Danielson, I I would uh, I would have him as my right hand man booking. I would, I, I think he's, you know, he's, a. am not that Tony Khan is doing a bad job because, you know, I'm watching the damn thing every week, but, 
I think uh, I think if Danielson came in, that he might end up being part of whatever that creative team uh, Tony Khan is probably surrounding himself would be. And and if he's well, not if he's not from day one, I think he soon would be. As we have both experienced in our professional wrestling lives, is that people who often have that power to be creative and, and having the book are do not relish the opportunity to let other people have space in it. Oh, fuck. Because it gives them that element of control and power. Yeah. And so that's where that's really where I'm like, I don't see them going, hey, hey, Brian Bryans and Daniel Danielson, whatever you're going to be called now. <laughs> let's let's have let's give you some say on this. I I, I don't feel they're currently organized in that way to give up that kind of control. Even though I feel like they, that's where they need some help. Yeah. And it's in relation to the quality, the overall quality of talent that they have throughout their entire run. Okay. But you see, that's why I began this by saying, by talking about when contracts for other office, certain other office people come due. Mm -hmm. So if you have, let's just say, for example, that you have uh, you have four guys who are your supposed to be your lieutenants, and let's say a couple of them aren't really uh, aren't really making the grade as far as your expectations are are going. So, if you have an opportunity to relieve them of those responsibilities that they're not fulfilling anyways, it might behoove you to replace them with somebody who will. Somebody who's eager to take on that kind of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think I think you could replace two with one. And uh and I think your company would continue on its merry way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of, uh, since you brought it up, speaking of the Nightmare Factory and uh, and creating new talent, seeing talent from step one to uh, on their way to TV, um, what's your honest opinion of Arn Anderson's son, Brock? I mean, it, it was it was kind of funny because when uh, he came out that one time, I was like, "You look like you're ready for fight in the '80s." Like, yeah, he just he, he had he just was ready. Yeah. Um, I want to see more from him. So this is not me giving it, you know, me discounting him by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like I I I just want to see more. Yeah, I um, I think he looks like the high school chemistry teacher who gets involved in a six-man tag on uh, an indie show at the local high school. Like, his look, his look is, that is Mr. Jenkins, and we taught him how to throw a clothesline, so he's going to get the pinfall in this match. And Everyone will mm-hmm. cheer, all the kids will cheer, and for the next few weeks, they'll... They'll call him a, a fucking, you know, Captain Clothesline in the hallways. He does not. He looks like an 80s jobber. 
Now, is he going to turn into something really cool? I hope so. I'm more than willing to give him the time to to develop. But I wonder if is he is he ready for prime time right now? Should he be on TV right now? Because I mean, they brought him in with a reasonable amount of pomp and circumstance, and now he's already relegated to dark and elevation. Right? Why didn't we? Why didn't we put him on dark and elevation to begin with, and let him build? We have to make the impact, man. I mean, <laughs> AEW is is not falling into the trap that Impact did ten years ago okay. when it was the. You know, Impact used to do the, okay, we're, we're bringing in this guy that just got fired from Impact. They're cutting this promo of the, those guys up north didn't give me the opportunity to make the pause, wait for it, Impact uh, 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 that I really wanted to make in professional wrestling. And I saw that coming on the horizon and it still hurt me (laughs) because every one of them cut the same promo yeah and then three months later all of them were gone yeah and so it's it's if aew is really working that quote-unquote hot indie buzz which they're not always necessarily mm-hmm. even though by the way fucking love what they're doing with Yuta. sorry that i cussed but i'm no, so no, glad no, we were no. you to say yeah um but like they're, they're trying to capitalize on that like oh my gosh look who we got boom we have brock anderson and and what what happened? <laughs> like it, yeah. and then it's like, okay, he gone. He's on, he's on dark now. Yeah. Um. He's not. Gonna, he's as long as Arn Anderson's uh, involved, Brock not going anywhere. Yeah. Like the, so it's it's they need that opportunity for them to develop further, which is part of what Dark and Evolution's about. And then you know, are you gonna pop them up later? Do you then say, you know what? Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Get better. Do the road work. Come back. Yeah. Like. But hey, there are some look, guys there that need that. But look, Billy Gunn's goofy kids are <laughs> are on dark and elevation. I don't know that. I don't know that any of them has had a match on Dynamite, right? So you start. You start. They started the the Gun Club on Dark, and they've existed on Dark all the way through. A lot. A lot of. Uh, mostly in uh, tags and six-mans, you would think at some point they might build them up to put them on Dynamite. Why not start Brock Anderson the exact same way, have Arn managing him, and uh, build him up through dark and elevation, and then, you know, hey... He's going to make his dynamite debut or, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, it, give him, give him 20 weeks, give him 20 weeks on dark and then put him on dynamite. Why debut him on dynamite to, uh, to demote him to YouTube after three weeks? Because they got the juice. They got the the juice out of the squeeze they wanted in the moment. Okay, I think it's unfortunate. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's better. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying the it looks like the mentality they're thinking with is we need that buzz that people are going to talk about to come in and be like, oh, Arn Anderson's son. Yeah. What is this? And what a minute if I look at a picture, 
wait a minute, is that Arn Anderson from 1988? Like, why is <laughs> that's That's, that's, like, that's Mid-South Marty Lund. <laughs> he looks so much like his dad. But he's uh, not as, he's just not as thick. Not as thick across right. the, the chest and shoulders. But uh, I think that uh, AEW has had a real, a real serious deficit, a problem, a an inability to uh, introduce new uh, new wrestlers, new characters with the um, the umph that they've deserved. I mean, look at how they've had to. Uh, retool Miro. Look at how they've, you know, there, there's been a, there's been a handful of people who have come in and it's been less than impressive. Even, uh, even Andrade right now. They brought, they bring him in with Vicky Guerrero. It's Mm -hmm. meh. It's meh. Hey, you know what? We, we could dress this up. Let's get Chavo. Let's get him involved with Death Triangle. They've had to quickly retool, even just, or, or at least just tweak, um, a bunch of the people that they've that they've introduced, and, and I, I I think that's they're they're putting on exciting, uh, entertaining programming, but they're they are not necessarily great when it comes to introductions i know people are already yelling at their fucking computers right now and they're typing angry comments and they're saying oh what about sting sting was great or you know this person or that person all right that's fine they're not they're not inept they're not stupid but they've been to those people then to those people i would say look what's going to happen to malachi black let's call this out a new guy, and in quotations, new guy means somebody who just left WWE, yeah. comes in town and beats down Cody Rhodes like we haven't seen that before. Right. And Cody Rhodes, oh my gosh, Cody Rhodes will never be able to recover from this horrendous beatdown at the hands of this guy here. And and now Cody Rhodes, there's no way this underdog can possibly rise. Oh, wait a minute. It's like the Phoenix rising from the, from the, the ashes. Um, to, to be the, the tremendous hero that we all know he can be. And then in the match, oh, he'll never come back from this possible beating. Or will he? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit one note. It feels like, like I have heard plenty of people talk about the way AEW is produced, filmed, ran, and, and organized on, when you watch it on TV, that it feels like I'm, that you're watching WCW in year 13. Like, you know, it's, it's the year after Nitro has left and now we're picking up there. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, it's sort of in the same respect. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just that it feels like when, when impact now, now I'm going to, this is going back even further. Like we're talking like 17 years ago, like impact, whenever they changed how people were able to watch the product, you know, it went from being a Tuesday night pay-per-view then it went to, um, I think, I know I'm missing steps, so people bear with me because you're going to know this probably better than I do. But like when it went to, you know, Fox Sports Net, um, it was like they reformatted and oh look, uh, there's a run for the X Division title and the, the leading charger is AJ Styles. Oh look, Jeff Jarrett is the heavyweight champion that culminates eventually in AJ Styles taking on Jeff Jarrett for the heavyweight championship. Oh look, now we're on Spike. Oh look, 
AJ Styles is running for the X Division champion. Jeff Jarrett is the heavyweight champion and eventually leads to a challenge between AJ and Jeff. And they did that like three or four times. <laughs> and it feels like, it feels like that's the same thing. Like, okay, we know this is a format that people understand and get. And so we're going to keep running in this format. And it's like, if, if for, for people who are like, oh, we don't have writers and oh, you know, our format's a little bit more open. It feels like they're falling into the same tropes that they've created for themselves. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention a name and you're gonna go, oh yeah, that guy. And then you're gonna realize how recent this was. Uh-oh. Anthony Agogo. Uh-huh. They build him up. He comes in. He he uh they they sick him on Cody. He wallops the crap out of Cody. Cody can't beat this guy. <laughs> they put they they give him the big match, the big uh, the big fucking you know wrestler versus boxer whatever blah blah blah. Cody goes over on the kid, which I think was in this case the absolute wrong decision. Just one and out, he beats a go go. You can't drag that out for a few matches. You can't have a go-go go over a few times before the baby face finally climbs the unclimbable mountain and wins. And now, where's Anthony a go-go? Is he, is he injured? Is he, is he being retooled? Does anybody know? <laughs> I don't, I, I personally, I'm not sure where Anthony Agogo is. He might be, uh, he might be injured. He might be back in England. I just don't know. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. Um, I just looked on Wikipedia. There's no, yeah, uh, there's oh, no, there's no mention. He is undergoing. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh-huh. See how we have to search for this? Uh, he has noted in the past that his AW is on borrowed time, being, uh, being that he is legally blind in his left eye. What the diddly? Um, from a boxing injury. He only has 22% vision in his left eye. Oh, uh, probably detached retina. Um, but as of July 2nd, he's still making threats to Billy Gunn, like, watch out one day, I'm gonna get you. Okay. Um... Three weeks ago, there's a comment from Scoops saying his AW is on career after his 10th eye surgery. Oh. Which it looks like images from... Oh, I guess that was July 2nd. Okay. So he's done already. Wow. Well, it doesn't say he's done. It's just saying, oh, look, he got surgery. Well, I mean... (laughs) I think he. I, th- I think we're probably saying he's done, which is a which is a crying shame. So hey, listen, if they know that, I don't know if it's because of the match or it happened after the match, but uh, unless you know he's not going to be around after this, I still think the, the 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 booking the smarter booking decision is build him. Cody ain't going to lose anything by losing a couple of matches to this guy if if he then comes back and 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 you know the babyface goes over in the end. So I just 
like I say, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not impressed with the way AEW introduces uh, people a lot of times. So I think this was yeah. a mistake with a go-go. I, I hope he's well. It, where I was really enjoying him as a character, and I hope he's okay. If he comes back to, uh, to television, then I will be overjoyed to watch. But uh, I, I hope uh, either way he does what's right for his uh, for his health. I, I I don't want him to come back if it means that uh, you know he's going to be uh, easily re-injured. Right. I mean, it's why it's why Sugar Ray Leonard retired, right? Detached retina. If that's what the injury was, so then he can have a fight with Logan Paul. Ugh. What? Why? Why would you bring up? Why would you bring up Logan Paul? I mean, it's sports entertainment, right? Oh God! Why can't it just be professional wrestling? <laughs> There's nothing entertaining about Logan Paul or his stupid brother. I just, I really. I, w- I I'm there with you. I really am there with you. I wish harm on I wish actual genuine harm on so few people on this planet. But uh but I mean that's what makes them a draw is they're so and that's 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 classic pro wrestling is they're so fucking annoying that you would want you would pay money to watch them beaten to a pulp. The fact that nobody has done it so far including fucking Mayweather is proof that that shit is a work. All the Paul brothers fights are works because you're just, you're just trying to crank out uh, cash for as long as you can make it. As long as you can keep that machine spitting out cash, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna keep feeding tomato cans to them or, Having them uh, end fights in draws, whatever. If uh, if if somebody thinks okay, the draw is going down, let's uh, let's bring in Mike Tyson or let's rematch him with Mayweather uh, or, or whoever the fuck. That's when he gets beaten. That's when they. That's when they bring in Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that's when. <laughs> We're we're mad that you won a brawl for all, Bart Gun. Here's Butterbean, <laughs> and I'm just waiting for the day that they pull the trigger on beating up the Paul brothers. My God, Ugh. I want uh, I want them beaten so badly that the Kardashians feel it. Thank you. That's the but then the Kardashians become like the Bella of Logan Paul's boxing company. Like <sighs> they become, <laughs> and then they, they meet up they with become... Damon Feldman, and it's like celebrity boxing all over. Again. Yeah, they become the Sable, and they get over even bigger than he <laughs> than they do. Oh shit, dude! Uh, all right. Uh, final thoughts on AEW. What have you been enjoying? What have you been hating? What do you want to see? I mean, I think we kind of address what we want to see. We, you know, as, as critical as I can be about things in professional wrestling, like it's because I want it to be better. I want it to get continue to improve. I want to see the potential of people 
to explode. I am so excited that I can see somebody like Wheeler Yuta, who yeah. is absolutely shining in his spot right now. Like, I'm so happy for him right now. Yes. Um, uh, oh, random note. Uh, Nick Camarado, who many of you know is the big beast at AEW, like, just proposed at MCW to his, his girlfriend, oh. um, in the, in the middle of the ring. And that was an amazing thing to watch. So like, I, there's so many people who I love and adore that are up at AEW right now. So being critical is, is not like, Oh, the company sucks. That's not what oh, anybody is trying to say. It, it's no. just right. We want to see it c- continue to get better and continue to improve. Yeah. And the fact overall that they're providing that, that platform for so many people to get even a, a two second opportunity on, on elevation, like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and especially at a time during a, a global pandemic when there wasn't a lot of opportunities for some guys right now. So kudos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, over the last few months, getting to see the Buffalo boys on uh dark and elevation, getting to see Ricky Shane page, uh, you know, seeing Eddie Kingston perform and get signed, uh, seeing Ethan Page go there, I mean, uh, I'm kidding, kidding. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Just for you, that just was, for you. That was fantastic. <laughs> but getting getting to see people go somewhere where uh, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic from moment one that their creativity is going to be stifled that we're gonna we're gonna change your name to something stupid and when we uh when we get bored of having you be a monster we're gonna turn you into a a a comedy relief joke Uh, having a place where people can go and actually fucking create and wrestle has been tremendous and and I mean that's why that's why I called you and said, Hey, let's talk some AEW today. Because I'm I'm excited about the promotion. And it's mm-hmm. is it perfect? Obviously not. But is it exciting to see what they're doing and where they're going? Absolutely. So, there you go. Um Phil Stamper, president of professional wrestling, for the love of God. Tell people how they can find you. Give them your socials. You can find me on all social media at Trust in Phil. Look up Trust in Phil. You will find me. <laughs> Very good. What it's that easy. What Instagram, you, what, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. What else? Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm there. Trust in Phil. Jeez whiz. What, uh, what do you got coming up in person? Because I know you people down there south of the border, you're all... You're all hugging each other and spitting each other's mouths and uh, shooting guns in the air or whatever it is Americans are doing right now. <laughs> when did I become Sammy Callahan? Apparently, um, <laughs> get it. Um, oh, you're le- you're is your feud with Callahan continuing? It it never stops. What are you talking about? So so basically, you're Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer. Yeah. This is the feud like that Skandar never Akbar. ends. It just more like Skandar Akbar and Eric Embry, except I'm not, I don't know right now which one's Eric Embry and which one's Skandar Akbar. <laughs> wow, digging deep. I, you're, you're just pandering to me now. 
but where can they find you in person? You got anything coming up? Um, on uh, August 7th, you can see me at SCWA in Glendale, West Virginia. And then on August 8th, it is Camp Leapfrog's first ever live in front of an audience event, uh, August 8th at the H2O Arena in Williamstown, New Jersey. Oh, man. Oh, man. First, their first in live part of a double header. Huh. Yeah, they've been doing, uh, you know, private, like, studio tapings. They've been doing, uh, well, it's Camp Leapfrog because we've been on a campground, so it's been at a campground yeah. um, with nothing but wrestlers there. So now we have a live crowd for Abby Jane's 21st birthday party. Um, and it will be a birthday party. Like, it'll be wrestling, but we, it'll also be a birthday party. Um, so we're, we'll have interactivity, and it's part of a doubleheader with IWTV 100. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. All right. Phil Stamper, thank thank you very much for returning to the Handsome Genius Club. I, can, I know I can always count on you for uh, for uh, well-thought-out conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we'll do this again soon, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right, kids, that is going to do it for another episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. We'll be back later on in the week with uh, more of this delicious podcast conversation and uh <laughs> i don't know what the, what the hell's up with that even the voice was weird um in the meantime kids all my social media at my name is kingdom twitter twitch instagram youtube and the all-important patreon the end of the month is coming please please prepare to join the patreon on august 1st um that's about it yeah yeah. I love Phil Stamper. I love that guy. He's cool. Um, <laughs> I love whenever he comes on the show. So, uh, gals, guys, uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, get the rhyme scheme right, Retgazer. Uh, please, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. Remember, your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.